we're back. Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Miguel. We're here to bring you our debut episode because it's the debut episode of AEW Dark Elevation. Elevation. That's right. So, yeah, um, I think we should start it off how we start off all of our in-ring shows with The Breakdown. Welcome to the premiere of AEW Dark Elevation. Join us on episode one as we break it down. Tony Schiavone and Paul White are on commentary. First match of Elevation ever is Danny Limelight versus Jungle Boy. Jack Perry gets the first victory of Elevation ever with his submission finisher, the Snare Trap. Second match brings us. Miro and Kip Sabian versus Baron Black and Vary Morales. Superbad gets the pin on Vary with his new finisher, the Time Turner. For the third match, we got Skylar Moore versus Big Swole. In her first match of the year, Swole gets the win with Dirty Dancing. Fourth match is Marco Stunt versus QT Marshall. Mr. Funsize gets his offense countered into a diamond cutter, giving QT the W. Fifth match has Ty Conti versus Ashley Box. This international bout has the Brazilian baddie beat Box with a hammerlock DDT. For the sixth match, we see Seidel Brothers versus Jorel Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Matt and Mike go over the newcomers with a double lightning spiral. Seventh match has Danny Jordan versus Red Velvet. Red finally gets a name for her finisher and beats the real mean girl with just desserts. Eighth match is Dante Martin versus Max Caster. The 20-year-old of Top Flight stands no chance against Platinum Max as he hits a mic drop to take it. For match number nine, number nine, we got Ray Lynn versus Abaddon. Talk about a 10-0 matchup. The Living Dead Girl lands Cemetery Drive to Barry Lynn. 10th match sees Powerhouse Hobbs versus Brandon Cutler. Hobbs slays the dragon with town business. 11th match is Diamante versus Layla Gray. The tag team specialist goes over with a code red. 12th match has Dean Alexander, Carly Bravo, Brick Aldrich, and David Ali versus The Butcher, The Blade, and Private Party. As awkward as this combination of teams looks, they do a great job in their tandem offense with Mark and Isaiah landing stereo enziguris on Dean while Butcher and The Blade land their finisher, Drag the Lake, to finish it. 13th match is Michael Nakazawa versus Matt Seidel. This last minute match made by Kenny Omega has Mr. SSP go over for the second time of the night with a pantsing and a roundhouse. And now for the 14th match and main event of the evening, we have Maki Ito versus Riho. These ladies from the Far East have a stellar match. Maki tries to start strong with her signature headbutt to Kokeshi, but whiffs. Maki goes to bang her head on the turnbuckle to Hulk up, brother. Riho goes to a Matrix dodge on a strike, but Maki meets her with a Kokeshi. Maki lands a Lionheart Bulldog. From here, Maki really shows off her submission-based offense with a sleeper hold in a camel position. Riho gets some strikes in, but Maki no-sells them. Riho gets the upper hand with a diving crossbody from the apron, a tiger fan kick, and a diving crossbody off the top turnbuckle. Maki gets a momentum shift though with a DDT and a Boston Crab. Back and forth starts with a Northern Light Suplex by Riho, a Tornado DDT by Maki, a Coup de Gras by Riho, a Headbutt to the Gut by Maki, and a 
running knee by Riho. Riho does attempt another but is countered by Maki into a single leg crab. From there, Maki lands a Kokeshi and gets a Lion Tamer hold Jericho would be proud of. After a whiffed Kokeshi by Maki, Riho lands her patented Somato for the one, two, three. Okay, we did it. Uh, uh, One swift breakdown. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so yeah, let's let's go into some of uh, you know a, f- a couple matches that we want to give some you know some love to, like a, a bit of a highlight that we didn't get to in uh, in the breakdown, right? Yeah. So we'll start with the first match: uh, Danny Limelight versus Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy was accompanied by Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. His Jurassic Express. Uh, brethren and we have uh when it comes to the action uh drop kick by jungle boy and uh danny limelight just uh uh showing off some of his dance skills you know is, is it the time and the place you know in wrestling apparently it is uh there's a scissors choke on the ropes by uh danny limelight we got a rolling double stomp by danny limelight but with a little bit of a botch but that's okay right uh <laughs> putting it nicely but yeah yeah, we get an Eddie Carrero uh, style um, plancha, but it's countered uh, by uh, Jungle Boy with his knees. Uh, but we get some submissions with uh, Danny Limelight doing a single leg crab onto Jungle Boy. We get a Rana on the apron around the turnbuckle by Danny Limelight. That was probably one of the more uh, impressive things he did. Then we get a corkscrew plancha by Danny Limelight, a springboard diving DDT by Danny, and finally Jungle Boy gets a brainbuster in. For some offense, he also goes to a hand-tied power bomb, and finishes it off with a snare trap. Any thoughts on that match? Uh, at first, it, it was interesting at first, uh, because Danny Limelight seemed to have uh, negated Jungle Boy's strong start with chop. He just kept chopping him and do- giving him a series of drop kicks, and then he even did that like uh, that six one nine from the outside the turnbuckle into a Harakana Anta. Jungle Boy, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes, um, I, I really thought it was one. Of, well, yeah, exactly. I thought it was one of the more impressive things of the match. And even a spring, he did like a springboard DDT to uh, to Jungle Boy as well. I think like moments after that. Yeah, got a lot of hang, exciting. Got a lot of hang time on that one. Uh, so yeah, he definitely impressed it more in this match. I felt like, especially like in the uh, second half of it. But I mean, we we knew we had a strong feeling that Jungle Boy is going to win. And I and think he, as well, he should. Yeah, in, in should. this match, in this match for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go into uh, another match. Uh, sixth match, we have the Seidel brothers versus Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Yeah, and no, not the Jarrell from Krypton. <laughs> so uh, we get a back handspring drop kick uh, by Mike to uh, Royce. We get a standing moonsault by Mike as well to Jarrell. A suplex powerbomb combo to Mike. That was pretty impressive. I've, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen that before. I want to say yes, but I can't name uh, who. You know, we get some stuff that are similar when it comes to um, these uh, tag team maneuvers, such as Santana and Ortiz and the Butcher and the Blade. We get a corkscrew kick by Matt Seidel, a leg larry by Matt Seidel. A slice into a standing mariposa. Those are some signature Matt moves right there. Uh, Roundhouse by Matt. 
and uh, he finishes it off with his brother for the double lightning spiral uh, to Jarrell for the win. And I just think Matt is quickly becoming, if not maybe even prior to 2021, which is when we started covering Dark, uh, just uh, basically a highlight reel of what we can see in Dark in general. And he takes it over to Dark Elevation. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it plays into the storyline a bit more than uh, Dark does. So uh, the final match that we'll take a deep dive into is uh, the eighth match of the night. And uh, as much as I would like to continue the somewhat play-by-play recap. The acclaimed is my territory. I think we'll give this one to you, Miguel, because Max, Platinum Max, is your boy. Yeah, he is. Uh, (laughs) He's he's a rockin' fire MC, in my opinion, for wrestling. Uh, so, I mean, the match kind of started off a bit uh, dry for me. I know how you felt about it because I agree. they didn't, like, really do much with each other. I, I was saying maybe it's the fact that they both are, um, and still even Max still at the time, is still right now at the moment, they're both more tag team wrestlers than singles competitors, especially it was, it's Dante. An ama- that's an amazing point, yes. Uh, so, like, yeah, I mean, I didn't kind of, like, you know, I kind of cut him a little bit of slack. But they started to pick it up, at, uh, especially uh, at once. Um, it started kind of fighting outside the ring, where Dante would uh, give him, give Caster a series of like, um, sentons from the like flipping sentons. Or like, yeah, how you call, what do you call those? Uh, flipping sentons, uh, like just a forward flip onto someone. He did it from the apron. Mm, kind of like Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Uh, I call it like an Eddie Plancha. Yeah, like he would do like he Eddie Plancha. Potentially a Tope Otomico. Okay, yeah. but yeah, he would do these planches. Uh, he gave Max a series of planches from the apron to the outside. And then Max, of course, he does. Uh, I was actually impressed that he did a. Uh, he did. He did a. Uh, no, that Dante did a springboard body splash to Caster. Because I don't see many people do that. Springboard body splashes. You know what it was like, especially uh, in form. He <laughs> reminded me of a Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's true. And I do like that. Uh, at one point, Dante gave a, a caster a massive topico elo, kind of ricochet like when he just jumped. He had a lot of hang time. Jumped over the ropes like no no problem. And he really no, made it his own, especially yeah. in this age where we got so many uh, topes, right? Uh, especially the. Uh, you know, the diving uh, senton uh, fashion, right? I mean, you could just name all of these uh, great ones. Uh, Kenny Omega, Finn Balor, uh, Buddy Murphy. Uh, all of these guys, there, we have so many that come up with Topical Nilos. Oh, Ray Phoenix, you know. Just, just, so I think it was really cool that you bring up a great point in that um, Dante made it really his own. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. He did. He's a rising star, I think, uh Shivani, Tony Shivani even pointed it out himself earlier at the start of the match that he recently turned 20 years old. and But yeah, of course... Uh, <laughs> big Show, big show uh, had a lot of admiration for that. And yeah, of course, uh, uh, Caster ends up winning the match with uh, the mic drop, which is like a, a diving elbow drop from the top turnbuckle. And what I what I like what I love so much at the end of the match was instead of kissing Dante's hand, he kisses the ref's hand. He kissed Dante's win. He kissed Dante's hand too. Oh, okay. All right, I missed that. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So I think we'll go into like our uh, top uh, spots, uh, lines, and uh, taunts of the night. I'll start it off with a taunt of the night, and it's—I'm not sure if it's really a taunt, 
but I think I'll give it to Maki Ito for just an amazing entrance as always. <laughs> it's so over and I, I can't. I mean, is it that over? I want you know what I take that back. I don't think it's so over, but I think it's getting there and it will be because it's. I don't know. It, there's it's very energetic. It's very uh, different from at least from us here in in the states, right? And uh, I really like it. It's real. Fu- it's really fun. <laughs> and that's what uh, Paul White <laughs> and uh, Tony were uh, commenting on. Uh, do you have a, a taunt of the night? Yeah, actually, it was a. Uh, well, I don't know if you call this a taunt. I thought it was a taunt when a caster kisses the ref's hand. Yes, that that was like my second choice. Yeah, I, I was just that was just hilarious. And the Crystal Ref, like, he was like more confused and like, like his reaction wasn't aggressive or very abrupt. He was just more confused. He's like, he kind of slowly took his hand away, like, looked like side, like sideways, and like he was just confused by that. Max Cash was doing that. I love it. It's hilarious. Yes, uh, for so for my line of the night, I have uh, Paul White. You know, our new commentator, right? This is yeah. a, a big change from Elevation to regular Dark. And he just, you know, he had a lot of good lines actually tonight. And one was uh, during the Miro match saying that if he was Kenny Omega, he'd be watching out for Miro. I think that's definitely a big time foreshadowing because I feel like uh, formerly Rusev, that Miro is this guy that is definitely going to be pushing for uh, being in the run. Uh, the title run, at least you can see the, <clears throat> that there is th- he's heading towards a separation from uh, Kip and and Penelope already. No. Yeah, I, I noticed that. So I think for all that that entails, I think I'll give my line of the night to that. Yeah, no, very very fair choice. My line of the night, <laughs> it was well, y- you would probably get wise because of my sense of humor, but I just like when people say stuff that's like you know kind of passive aggressive i just find that to be hilarious when QT when QT is being interviewed backstage before his match marco stunt he said uh the interviewers ask of course asking him all oh, like what are your what's your stance with the what's your place right now with the nightmare family after you walked out on, on <laughs> dustin and the, and then on lee johnson and then of course QT says He's like, uh, everyone keeps asking me about and that, about the Nightmare Family, about why I'm walking out. And then he says, if you keep asking me about the Nightmare Family, I'm going to walk on out of this interview. But he's like, no, I'm just kidding. But obviously he's not kidding completely. He, there's animosity <laughs> there and aggression. And he's just, you know, it, it reminded me a little bit of The Sopranos where, like, someone, like, busts someone's bells. And they're like, I'm kidding. Relax. You know? Oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, but obviously, like, they're, I like that. You know, they're, they're half serious, too, you know? They're just saying they're kidding because they feel obligated to say that. Right. right. <laughs> great choice. Great choice for that. I really wasn't even thinking about that QT promo. That's a big difference from uh, ele- uh, AW Dark re- Elevation to regular AW Dark because uh, we don't get promos pretty much at all in regular Dark. Yeah, so not typically. Dark Elevation is uh, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, is Are they going to stick to that? Who knows? But uh, we're definitely going to give it a shot. Uh, to be honest, I really thought of... Well, before I go into that, let's go into our top spots top spots of the night. I think my spot is... I'm going to give some love to the Seidel brothers and picking them as my top spot of the night with their tag team finisher, the Double Lightning Spiral. I think it's really cool. It's uh, just a normal move that Matt... Uh, a signature move that Matt has on his own, but to add his brother to it, and 
for them to get some success off of it, I think is a really cool and it looks cool and it looks different. And you know me, I'm all about uh, making uh, moves and something your own. So I think that was really cool. And I'll give the Seidel brothers, Matt and Mike, some love there. Actually, my spot of the night was in that same match, but it was much more, I would say, anticlimactic than yours because mine was actually when uh <clears throat> when voice was uh when voice and and uh and his partner uh nelson they were trying to do a double suplex to mike Seidel, but then matt comes in and interrupts it and i and apparently voice didn't realize it and then he just walks on he's taunting and i guess he would he didn't realize that it would the their move never followed through and he he just he's not paying attention he's taunting and then he turns around and gets punished for it yeah by, by the time by the time uh, he find out what was happening his tag team partner was outside the ring because the uh, side yeah, brothers uh, threw him out he himself gets nailed too after yeah yeah so uh on we you know that about does it for us on this first episode this first breakdown of aew dark elevation and yeah, we'll just go into our final thoughts. I think for me, I want to say that uh, maybe I expected a little bit more. I wanted to see something a little bit different. I think we got some in the uh, commentary duo of Tony Schiavone and Paul White, for sure. I love uh, seeing Paul White be a part of this company. Uh, but I, I have to be honest, I actually do miss Excalibur a lot. I really think he brings uh, all of all of his expertise in a lot of his background and just what he calls himself as like a wrestling nerd or wrestling like savant that uh, that's missing a, a little bit maybe. Um, but it, it gives them time to shine if Excalibur isn't there. But I think I want to give some love to Excalibur and say that I think he's definitely, if not already going to be uh, the voice of AEW truly. And uh, yeah, uh, I guess another big change you can say is that we already touched upon, but there's uh, more promos here, right? More promos than in regular Dark. And yeah, I think uh, I think it would do them some good to uh, just uh, add some more. Add some more differences between regular Dark and Elevation because we, you don't get us complaining about Dark, right? At all. Yeah, no. We yeah. actually do uh, enjoy it and we've been covering it for a while now. So yeah, I think I'll end it at that. Miguel, final thoughts? Uh, Elevation, not a bad start for your inaugural episode. Uh, hope to see things build up even more. And it wouldn't hurt to include Excalibur in the commentary table along with Shivani and Paul White. I guess, you know, I guess <laughs> the only uh, reason, another reason why I would say besides showing some, uh, giving some more airtime to Paul and Tony is uh, maybe giving Excalibur a little bit of a break. Now, <laughs> he is kind yeah. of like the, the commentator on everything. We were doing the... Uh, Japan leg of the Women's Eliminator Tournament. He was doing it all by on, by, his, by himself and he did an amazing job there and I can't wait to see what uh, this new show has and maybe even we get some newer AEW shows. That'd be crazy because, you know, we already have our hands full here. So, that about does it and, yeah, give me two Sweetski and watch AEW Dark Elevation. Peace. Lucha! Lucha.